It was just a client who wants tax advisory. She wants tax planning. She wants tips about what the deductions are, but she doesn't want to pay for it. I'm like, mm. listen, I'm selling my brain to you. You're teaching kids karate. Their result is their belts or whatever yeah. may be happening. My results are your success. Yeah. As I'm trying to help you save taxes, I'm trying to help you run your business. Your end result is success. And we have to understand, we don't have to give that away. Just because somebody gets upset over, well, you didn't tell me about that. Well, you didn't pay for me to tell you that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Strategy and the Virtual Controller, where Penny Breslin, my co-host and I, we talk all things cloud accounting, technology, workflow, um, but also most importantly, building a business with intention, being intentional about the type of business that you're trying to build. We are here live in real life at QuickBooks Connect in Las Vegas, and uh, we've got a very special guest with us today. If you haven't heard of her, you've been living under a rock, but... Uh, <laughs> We're delighted to welcome Dawn Brolin to the show. How are you, Dawn? Wow, Damien and Penny, it, I, you're two of my favorite. I've known you guys for, I feel like forever, but I'm, I'm so pumped to just be talking to you guys and helping people grow their business and get their stuff together. And Penny, you were in Dawn, so, so I'm here as a member of Intuit, so I can't go to any of the sessions. Apparently they're sold out or fire code or whatever, but you were in Dawn's session yesterday. What was it about the session that you were like, other than we've got to catch up with Dawn, what was in her, her session that really stood out to you? At first, you know, I had another session scheduled. Oh. And she Can sent me an invite, <laughs> so I went to, and I went to that one. I sent my team to the other one. And I'm glad I went because some of these sessions I went into, I got up and walked out of five minutes afterwards. Heard this before. There were two that I stayed to the bitter end and recorded because they were so good. One of them was Dawn's. And it's because Dawn was honest. Well, first of all, she was fun. Always Absolutely yeah, fun, over-the-top fun, and engaging, and informational, but also actionable. Mm -hmm. And th that's one of the things that I find about Dawn and, and a few other people that are speaking here. But she, she didn't color code anything. She didn't put rose glasses on. She didn't say this was going to be overnight. She showed people the pains that she went through, and then how she determined she needed to fix it, and when she needed to adjust on it. And for a fast pace, what was it, 50 minutes to an hour? I yeah, it was one hour. It was one hour. And you didn't feel like, you felt like you were there for 15 minutes, but it was a huge informational download with pure honesty about what it's going to take. So one of the things that you talked about was how you have to learn to know what you want, where do you want to go, what's your goal, and work your way back, and you have to adjust, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I talked a lot about my journey. I gave them kind of my path to where I'm at, focusing on advisory work and the pain and suffering that I went through. And because you you, you started out as a bookkeeper, you right. went and got your CPA license, you got into sort of tax advisory type work. Like you've walked this path and like beaten a path for yourself. So you have gone through this this whole process of being trying, I guess, trying to work out what you want to be when you grow up. Is that how you look at it? Or? Well, that's she hasn't fair. grown up yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Still. look at what I'm wearing. Yeah. But no, I really, you're right, because it, it's like being born as a baby when you first start your business. And you're like, ah, I just need milk. And then you're like, oh, I just need a pacifier and change my diaper, all that stuff. And you go through this process of growth. But yet then sometimes you look back and you're like, wow, if I could tell my 29-year-old self what I know at 53, 
would have been a different life. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm would thankful have. I went yeah. through it because yeah. I think you have to be, so, I mean, I think you have to learn how to change. And I love the keynote this morning about- That was fantastic. It was unbelievable. She was amazing. She was wild. And it just reaffirmed that, yeah, I'm ready to make change. I am somebody who, I don't want the same day every day. So I think in the, through the progress for a firm, is to understand that change doesn't mean there's another person that you know that was gonna give you the perfect advice. And oh, everything's Thank great, you. wonderful. Oh, this is an easy thing, just do it this way. No, it's like, this is how I did it. it it's, it's working for me. I'm still making shifts and adjustments. And they have to understand that it's their journey, not mine. But at the same time, hey, if you can take away two or three nuggets, like just start doing it mm -hmm. and, and move yourself to subscription world, and you, uh, that was one of the things you and I talked a lot about the subscription world and how difficult they make it sound easy in marketing, but how difficult it actually is because of scope creep and not paying attention to that. And Dawn had a great story about a client who was causing her a lot of pain and anguish. Yeah, she, it, was a, it was just a client who wants tax advisory. She wants tax planning. She wants tips about what the deductions are, but she doesn't want to pay for it. And I'm like, mm. listen, I'm selling my brain to you. You're teaching kids karate. Their result is their belts or whatever yeah. may be happening. My results are your success. Yeah. As I'm trying to help you save taxes, I'm trying to help you run your business. That's what your end result is success. And can I tell you when that's going to happen? No, because I don't run your business, but I at least give you some good advice. And we have to understand, we don't have to give that away. Just because somebody gets upset over, well, you didn't tell me about that. Well, you didn't pay for me to tell you that. Oh, I love that line. Oh my God, thank you. Could you say that again? Yeah, let me say it again. <laughs> it's like, listen, I, you know, you want to know this information, but you're not paying me for it. You want me to give it to you for free. Yeah. What I have to sell is my knowledge. Yes. But I think what is interesting is people don't know what they don't know until until it's put in front of them. They're like, but hey. Won't you, shouldn't you be doing this for me anyway? Like, shouldn't you just be giving it to me oh. because I'm paying you for tax? Oh, answer so. that one. Paul. Oh, so I had this one client last <laughs> week reaming out my girl, Nicole, and she's like, oh, so, oh, so the fact that I have to pay sales tax, you, this must have slipped through the cracks. Dawn does my income tax return and she should have caught that. And Nicole's like, no, you hired her to do your income tax, not to advise you on business. And that client got all fired up and I was like, fine. I got in my car and I drove to her business. She was lucky she mm -hmm. wasn't there. Mm. Oh, to bring the baseball bat? I didn't need it. <laughs> I didn't need it. I had every other thing I needed. Oh, but, that, then, no, but, but that's, that's so true. I mean, it's like, wait a minute. Well, I stood up for myself. Yes. yes. I stood up yeah, for yeah, Nicole. Yeah. And usually we're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my fault. It's not well, my normally fault. Normally we'd give it away. For, normally we charge for it, but I'm going to give it away for free for this time and I'll charge you next time. But you never do. And so you put that line in the sand, isn't it? That says, you know what? my time is valuable and actually here is the dollar value of my time and if you want my expertise you want my experience you're gonna have to pay for it how do you deal with this because you used ignition yep and i think it's one i've always since they came into the country I yeah they're fantastic but it's interesting because you do do the flat rate yes you do do but i'm sure it's not the same for every single client you have to Correct. look at what it is you do for the client and then how do you deal with in using practice ignition because you've got them on recurring mm -hmm. how do you deal with somebody something that goes oh it's this is off scope something you discovered because you're doing advisory work now you're going to do some more work for the client and it may be a special project or it's not something that's reoccurring so how do you adjust with that within ignition or do you somehow do that outside of it well ignition what a nice thing about it is it'll do a one-off bill 
It'll allow you to do like a separate bill from a contract and be able to just go in there, here's what I'm gonna do, send it off and they'll sign, they pay for it, and you're done. But it's it's such an easier way. The reason why is there's a couple, there's factors in scope creep. Yeah. There's liability, comfort letters, other things that, you know, finishing a workers' comp audit. There's like liability, when there's liability, that's a scope creep. When there's mm-hmm. liability, that I mean, tax returns, we have certain liabilities, but really it's the client. If you're doing it right and they provide you information, there's something wrong, that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to E&O insurance, that's what I always think of. I'm like, what's my E&O insurance? Or I'll say, okay, we're doing your accounting, we're doing, we're doing forecasting, we're doing budgeting, we're doing life insurance policies, we're doing all these things, and now all of a sudden you got a DOL audit. Now a DOL audit is like a natural disaster. It's not something you ever anticipate that mm. an IRS audit. It, you never anticipate that. You, and you could you couldn't factor it into your No. You wouldn't no. want to factor it into your regular recurring. Oh, no. because they aren't gonna want to pay me twenty yeah. grand a month. Cause when an audit comes through, like an IRS audit, that's an easy ten to twenty thousand dollar retainer up front, because those are a nightmare. Mm. So when you think about it, do you want to prepare for an audit? Fine. It's gonna be it's gonna cost you this much because you're gonna pay me a minimum of twenty grand. You wanna pay me, you know, that's it, call it two grand a month two grand a month for me to be ready for an audit, they're not gonna pay for that. No. No. So no. that is out of scope. Yes. But what about, what about? okay, so an IRS audit, that comes in, yeah, okay, you've got this letter. That's a, I, it's not an easy conversation by any means. But what about that additional bit of tax advice or the cash flow plan or the cash flow? How do you have those conversations with your clients to be like, whoa, hold up. Talk about the truck, we buying can the truck. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe like a capital guys. purchase. A capital yeah. purchase, so I'm just like, you know, historically, I'd find out in March when I was mm. doing their return that they bought a capital asset, they bought this truck. So we're because we're proactive, we're talking about the truck. I said, okay, we need to get cash out of the business. We need to put it into a mutual fund money market. So you're earning 5% right now. Mm-hmm. As we sit and wait for the truck to be built, Yes, mm-hmm. you're going to make money about a thousand bucks a month each personally, because you're, you're shareholders. That's in your personal account. We distribute it. And then when you're ready to buy the truck, you put that principal back in the business, but you're still keeping those earnings. And and I said to them, I go, I want you guys to understand something. (laughs) The value of telling a business owner that is unfathomable. It it always amazes me that CPAs just like, give it away free. I'm like, no, I'm not helping with that. First of all, now I'm involved with a wealth management company who's going to set up the money market. You know, I and I don't make money from. Them. I just refer because I, yeah. you know, I know them and they use my, they do my stuff. But I'm bringing you to them, yeah. and they're just like, wow. And now they're seeing the re- reaping the rewards. You think they're going to come off the subscription price? Hell You're crazy. No. no, you're crazy. It's not no, and happen. you know what else happens? I find when I do because I've done this. I have a few direct clients. Is that I have to increase the fees? Okay, this means we're still doing business together, right? They don't want you to go away if you've given them this kind of help and you introduce them to your centers of influence that you trust. Right. Because it's so hard in this world to go find somebody who's in wealth management. Oh my God, you're getting slammed with that crap all the time. Oh yeah. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever. And so to have somebody who's vetted, that's valuable. Absolutely. To have that vetted person. Because you can vet them on insurance. You can vet them on wealth management. You can vet them on banking. Mm-hmm. You, you find the best bank for them to use. Yep. You know? So that so that truck example, you're not getting, you're not charging for that. Did you? Well, or is part, that that's a part of that's your a part of our advice. planning. That's yeah. a part of your planning, yeah. which is a part of your monthly, monthly 
Now that's if they're paying for ongoing the, tax the planning. Ongoing. Yeah, when yeah. you're like, we're going to see you once a quarter or twice a year, we're not having those in-depth conversations because yeah. we we don't. I'm not going to get on a call for four hours with you. But, but this also, is this but is also a you're, not, you're not you're not talking to them regularly. You're not seeing these exactly. Kinds of things regularly. Yeah, so yeah. they don't see you as that playing that role anyway. Right. This you're is a company in. where you're in their books every, every month. Yeah. You're closing them. You know what's going on. Doing everything. On. You're doing everything. You've got the monthly reports. Doing the tax return becomes yep. a no-brainer. It's all done. Yeah, it's all. Done, I so mean, the conversation can be had. Well, and Nicole, as the one doing the books, is the one who says, hey, now I talked to them about a transaction. They put $5,000 on a truck. Oh, what? You're buying a truck? Good. Let me call Hang Mark. On, let me. Hey, yeah. Let yeah. Me, you guys are buying a truck? Let's talk about that. Let's, you know, let's get on a call because there's implications on depreciation. We're only 80%. We're not at 100. Oh, we're not? No, you're not at 100. That's why you've got to let me know when you're ready to make a purchase. And so one of the things dialogue. when you were telling that story, one of the questions that, I, that popped into my head was that when you look at putting together a pricing for that client, like you said, you're not going with bronze, silver or gold. That might be a loss leader to get them in. But every client has their own package right. based on their needs. Do you cushion that to allow yourself to feel comfortable giving up that time on the phone with them? So do you add in somehow, remember on my pricing sheet, yeah. I said, put in what's your hourly rate, add that to the total monthly bill, because at some point they're going to call you, you're going to call you. Yep. And they, I and, love that. and you need to feel comfortable with them calling you. And well, what if they don't call me? That's okay. Because by the time they do, it's going to be a two hour conversation. Exactly. So you, but you've gotten paid for it and you now have not only the feeling of feeling good about picking up the phone, but also there's no fear on the client's side. Right. I do love that. Don't, just fear of the client picking up the phone, but also how many accountants see those, the calls coming from their clients and like, oh, I'm not taking that call. Yeah, I don't want to take time. that call. But actually, if you've got this relationship where the, the, the fees are agreed, the scopes are agreed, the client knows that they're going to call their accountant before they do I actually tell the client, stupid. put it it's on a, a, a line item yeah, on there, that part of your monthly service that you're paying for, the $1,500 a month, is you get an hour of my time. Right. I think you have to also set up the expectation that, listen, I'm not just going to call you once a month. Yeah. You call me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, but I think that's actually really interesting because then there's this sort of, well, hang on, what happens if I don't use my hour? Does it roll over? And I'm like, look, it, it's not about the 60 minutes. It's about, it's about being available. To pick oh, up the phone. I have a good example. Okay, good. You got Netflix as a subscription. Mm -hmm. You pay a hundred bucks a month or whatever it is because you don't want ads and all the rest of this stuff. Do you think only because you watched one show, they're going to give you 80 bucks yeah. back? They're not doing that. That's not, that's a subscription that's not, is yeah. you yeah. can have everything or nothing. That's up to you. But the, I wanted to mention your point about this, you know, silver, bronze, gold, whatever. So we've developed those as choices. But then when we had the conversation with the client, we said, listen, you really fall over here. Some clients, I'm like, you're 750 a month. I think that's plenty for you. We meet quarterly. I know your business. Let's yeah. do that. Or I'm like, you, we have so much work to do, guys. You're at the 2,500 a month level or whatever it may be. So with some of the, what we're doing right now, we're in a transition where it's like everyone that's a business owner has to be in a subscription and some of them I don't want. So they're just going to get the email with here are your three choices and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. others, I'm going to call them and say, I'm sending you this. This is where I think you belong. But I'm going to let you still make the choice. But I'm giving, and I, and with ignition, you can hit the recommend. Yeah, it's because I'm. You're going to see the one I recommend. That's where I think you belong. Because some, 
listen, some of them we do, we'll do a reasonable comp analysis on an S corporation. It's just one shareholder. We're doing tax planning for one person, not three shareholders, whatever. So we know that I don't want someone to pay me $2,500 if really we're going to do $750 worth of work. I'm like, it depends on the situation. If I know they need have growth opportunity and things that they can do, then we want them at the highest level. I want, I really only want like 20 clients. I mean, I think that's a really interesting thing as well. Is And it goes back to what we originally started with about building that business with intention. Because you can go out and you can go out and pick up 200 individual tax returns pretty easily. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Whereas, but that's not really what you want to, as you said, I want to work with 20 really great clients yep. and, I, and they're going to they're gonna have to pay me 2,500, three grand a month. Yep. It'll, and it'll probably grow from there. But that's what that's the business I want to build. Well, and also I think it also helps in um, a lot of other areas, helps in quality of life and lifetime management. Right. And it also helps with you on what your marketing program can be because you know that you're just filling a certain part of the funnel. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're having to go out and do all the crazy things people used to do to get somebody to knock on your door. You can harvest clients from your current clients. Right. And you can let some of them go. I mean, I know from, we've had two CPA firms where the partners retired and we've had to reimagine how we're doing with the people, working with the people that are taking over for them. I mean, so you you can keep that funnel going, but the pressure of massive marketing campaigns Mm. goes away if you know, I only want 20. Because 20 is what I can happily Handle, handle and I like them and I like them and think about when you're ready to sell yes if I can be like dude I've been doing this for three years nobody's left look at my p l yeah. look at my gross revenue you're gonna pay me three times what you would pay me if I was just in an hourly billing or a per tax return pricing yeah as long as you don't screw you got to do it right but, but, but that's a whole nother but that's true that's what I always said you if you walk if you want to sell your business and you've got it all process procedured and you have happy clients mm-hmm Oh, that's, yeah, many times. That's what, many more times. Yeah, Yeah, many more times. Dawn, this has been fascinating. Glad that we ran into in the hallway. Glad that you tracked Penny down. I love Penny. Always good to see you. I love Dawn. Thank you so much for for sharing. Yeah. East Coasters, you're, you're like... We're a different breed. You're, you're <laughs> I, wouldn't, I should say Northeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're Northeast. <laughs> Pleasure as always, Dawn. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast of Strategy and the Virtual Controller. It's my my honor. I've always loved both of you. Anything I can ever do to help. And I just want to help the people. Like, they got to get it together. Do something different. If you're doing the same thing and you're still miserable, that doesn't make you a very smart person. So let's, Life is too short. Life to is too short. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, ladies and thank gentlemen, you. thank you very much. And folks, we're back with another episode of Strategy in the Virtual Controller, and we're live at QuickBooks Connect in Las Vegas. And Penny, do you want to introduce our uh, our next guests that we've this, that we've been able to wrangle into uh, joining us for a podcast? Yeah, I just pushed them out of a session that they were still on. On your left, Damien is Shamila. She is my partner at Money Penny SN Financial Services, and on your right is Namila, my other partner at Money Penny and Financial Services. And these two ladies run our Chennai operation. And, and so you've come out from Chennai. Now hopefully listeners have, have remember Shamila and Namila from a previous episode when Penny was actually in Chennai, but they've actually come out for QuickBooks Connect. So Shamila and Namila, welcome. Delighted to have you here. Hi. Thank you Hi. for giving this opportunity here. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. This is Namilla's first time in Las Vegas. Shamila has been here before. Oh, first time in Las Vegas. Yes. Why don't we start there? What is what is your first impression of Las Vegas? Uh, first impression here, people are very enjoying. Yep. And uh, 
more than work we have to come here to enjoy yes yep absolutely it's for enjoying my yeah. time so <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of enjoyment that happens in Las Vegas one thing we missed it uh, we missed doing gambling i mean <laughs> few slot machines we used to play but uh, this time yeah, it's no, all work she and uh, she never <laughs> said am i going to be able to gamble well over there <laughs> so now you have you been tempted to have a to play a slot machine or no no but uh, yeah this time we didn't get an opportunity to play so well there's a few more hours left yeah, surely, yeah, surely yeah, yeah. surely but still we have two more sessions to car <laughs> all right so speaking of sessions um what have you enjoyed about quickbooks connect about the um the program what sessions have you enjoyed uh, this time the topics was very different and uh, there were a lot of panel discussions uh, in fact i had to happen to uh, watch uh, the group discussion about the outsourcing opportunities and the uh, like what are the opportunities they have and what are the difficulties they are facing while doing outsourcing job that discussion was very uh, good and uh, it was it was of more practical like uh, whatever the difficulties even we feel sometimes yep the same thing we when we heard from others we have to say agree yes yeah we we have the same thing yeah, yeah. interesting and uh, it was it uh, the panel members they were not from india but they are from vietnam and they are from philippines yeah and the discussion was yeah nice what about you um Shana? like uh, the the la- the latest session i attended is non profit workflows yeah there are three different types of workflows which was covered by megan and uh, it's more than proud to say that uh, we had an opportunity to work with megan we are yeah. still a client of hers and that session went very well the lot of uh, tricky things about the presenting the non profit we now have a clarity so probably this will be a useful session wherein we take uh, these inputs to the training department have a in-detailed uh, session of how we can help the clients with the non-profit this thing and uh, the second uh, one session that attracted me is uh, using ai in our current practice mm-hmm. how we can use ai to minimize our time uh, and then one more session using the tools and technologies and outsourcing this thing so when talking about tools and the technologies the topics which they covered it is all those apps we have been using in our day to day life yeah like it, when it comes to documentation they spoke about the google drive and hubdog uh, when it comes to the workflows uh, they spoke about aero the gfr and uh, canopy jetpack these are all the workflows which we have been using day to day life for our existing clients and the security yeah. when they spoke about the security it was only two things take for uh, accountants and the other one is practice protect with practice protect we are able to maintain the security intact yeah in tech for accountants he's been a, well we interviewed him yes yeah yeah and he's been our back end site security guy for yeah no nice. so it was kind of interesting for them to actually come here and not only see clients that we have but also the tools that we work with every day and and see the vendors who are presenting them I mean I think what's also interesting as well is you you were probably coming here expecting a lot of technical training but there's actually a lot of set cuz but your firm owners as well so have there been some good sort of practice management practice growth sessions that you've been able to get to what's it been like talking to other firm owners Yeah it was uh, helpful when you like we chose the uh, topics where which will be helpful to our firm like uh, Uh, today we are attend I had opportunity to attend the uh, process training mm-hmm. how to upskill our employees on uh, process how they how we have to make them to follow the process like other than the technical side we are also into 
some of the process training how because one of the difficult thing that we are facing is always not only just to set up the process it has to be followed it has to, we have to make them follow yeah yeah that is the very difficult thing and uh, uh, that session was very useful and it is it is not on the technical side but it is on the managerial side how how we have to be as a business owner rather than the operation person yeah so uh, this type of uh, managerial level uh, topics are also very good and yeah, uh, one more session is like uh, the communication often we have the problem with yeah. uh, the communication <laughs> yeah, yeah. from our end uh, to the clients so one thing is how to uh, communicate clear in order to get what we want yep. so those type of sessions are really as uh, namla said it's really helpful for us to uh, use in our uh, everyday uh, work life yeah fantastic and also uh, another thing that's interesting you work with 250 87 eight, 287 we haven't counted since june since june okay so there's probably so more probably than 287 apps apps that's insane to me but what what's it like to go down to the the trade show floor and see all the different vendors did you see anything that you hadn't seen before or since you work with 287 apps or more have you seen it all see when we get into that exhibit hall whatever uh, books that we are doing we are seeing everything was uh, like uh, it was used by us yeah so uh, like for example tax tenant we saw and uh, we saw uh, canopy day and uh, everything like it, it, there is no nothing there that we, we, we didn't, didn't touch. know wow yeah whereas it, whereas it's the same stuff <laughs> Whereas most most attendees probably know ten of the apps down there, but you're saying that you're like nothing yeah. new for us. No, I, I sent them over to the tax ten nine ten nine nine and told them I'm going to be sending the team over because we're going to be doing a lot of ten ninety nines, and we not only use tax ten ninety nine for ourselves, but we use it for um, clients, and they have a new interface. And I said, perfect. Would you train my team while they're here? And then we'll take it back to you. Because as soon as we get back, straight into that season. Straight into yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll be doing a lot of that stuff. Um, any were there any apps, Shamila, that you sort of they brought out something new or they had something new that was interesting? Uh, one thing which was which was new to us is like uh, conversion, converting the desktop to QBO. Yeah. There was a tool apart from the tool uh, transaction pro, we use transaction pro. Uh, but there was one thing it's just called migrating uh, tool that was new to us yeah, yeah we do a lot of conversions yeah. Yeah. so that was interesting yeah good yeah nice Righto. well what about the firm i mean i think the last time you were on the show i think you were at about 60 team members what's what's the latest for the firm well, i don't know i just added four more emails this morning yeah so it's i don't close know to 75. close yeah. to 75. wow so the firm's growing it is. It has grown. I mean, enormously compared uh, to the last six months. Right. Like in the for the com- upcoming tax season, we are almost expecting another yeah twenty seats. Where we have another twenty seats. Uh, wow. Twenty okay. seats. Yeah. We recently, in addition to the new extended facility, you know about the yes, thing. Yeah. So we have uh, one more floor uh, wherein uh, we have added twenty more seats. Wow. So you'll be at a hundred. When will you hit a hundred? Very think? soon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how do you feel Probably about that? Probably by the like, end of the taxes. Is that is is that <laughs> stressful or like to think about when you started? It is you more of a challenging rather than stressful. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we like this, so 
we do it out of uh, a passion. So. Yep. <laughs> well, she told you in the first interview you did with me, she wanted 350 seats, and I about get up and walked out of the room. <laughs> so you're th nearly a third of the way there, so yeah. you're going pretty well. That's fantastic. Well, Namilla and Shamila, I, I don't want to hold you up for many other sessions, and hopefully you can get some slots in, Shamila. But um, <laughs> anything else you want to just sort of share? What was your what's what's your last sort of final thought about QuickBooks Connect? Was it was it good to come out? From Chennai and spend a couple of Definitely days here. Definitely, it does work. Definitely, yeah. we are having lot of takeaways to uh, to take to Boy India and share with our uh, team members. And uh, it it is not because of uh, the the technical things that we are learning here. It is more of how the cultural differences they here and uh, how to understand the people. This is this is also different here. It is like if you see. Uh, in the whole crowd, we two are a uh, bit different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a touch, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we can understand the needs of an accountant, uh, bookkeeper, or the tax firm, and see how we can bring a change in catering to their needs, mm. so that both the ends we can work satisfactorily without any hiccups. We will definitely be uh, rich between the two ends. Yeah. And how many QuickBooks Connects have you been to? Um. Penny, uh, it's more than five. <laughs> more than more than five. Yeah. <laughs> they missed a few during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> the last two years, we didn't. Yeah, the last two years are the only years they didn't. Um, and good to see some clients because I know that you've seen some clients and had some meetings with them, some yes. face to face time. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a good opportunity to meet the existing clients as well as us to meet the proposed uh, new clients. Potential new client, <laughs> prospective new clients. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Well, Namila and Shamil, it's always fantastic to see you in real life. Um, and obviously it's a, it's a big investment coming over from Chennai so thank you so much for coming over and thank you for spending a bit of time with us thank you so thank much you, Dave. You, Dave. and thanks to Penny for giving us an opportunity one more time <laughs> <laughs> now it's back to San Diego and we have several Already lined up. Already lined up. Yeah. So, well, good news. Good so news. Back to work. Back to work. <laughs> yeah. F fun times over. Back to work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, folks. Uh, Penny Breslin and I are here at QuickBooks Connect, and I think it's about time to go home, Penny. So, they, <laughs> we were just sort of saying, uh, Vegas just really sucks the sucks the life out of you. It, it sucks the moisture out of you, but it's it's a big couple of days. I think it's been a great conference. Obviously, I, I work with Intuit QuickBooks, uh, so I think it's been a great conference. Penny, what about you as an attendee? What do you think? Um, I was quite impressed. It was very well run. Um, of course, they've been here at this hotel before, and it's not an easy one with the up and downs that a lot of people are. We also had an employee with a broken foot here, so she was doing around on a little wheeling, wheelie thing. Um, it was really good. Um, at first, when we looked through the schedule, Miller and Shamila were kind of like, oh, there's not enough technical training. Mm -hmm. I said, but there's a lot of other stuff that you need internally because you run a firm too. Because they're, they're, they're firm owners. And I, yeah. and, I, and I I think that that was a real eye-opener for them. Yeah. Because, you know, that's kind of like I've been trying to say for the last year, hey, stop thinking like accountants. You've got to stop thinking like owners. Yeah. And I think that they got a lot of eyesight into that. And the Miller got a lot of eyesight the first night she did what they call the script walk. <laughs> and I told her, reword that sentence, please. So Namila hasn't been to Las Vegas no, before, right? No, and she, she, I was sitting here in the, in the lobby waiting for them when they came back and her eyes were like saucers. <laughs> you and I have talked about this before when I come to conferences. I lost about five minutes in a room. I'm always at the back because I know I'm all Yep. Because you're not going to tell me anything that I haven't seen, heard, or had to do. Yep. 
And I sound like I'm a show off saying that, or, but frankly, I've been around the block for yeah, years. Yeah. You know, going into my seventh decade. <laughs> so, and some things don't change. And I think that that always amazes me. That's, that things don't change. That, that things, things are so change. slow to change. Yeah, that yeah. things are so slow to change that uh, that I was just speaking with a, a young woman earlier. Yeah, she was talking about her furniture because, you know, it's just me. And, you know, I just, I'm happy with my small bookkeeping company that I can run and that I have a good life and I've got 20 clients and I make a good living and I'm happy. And I said, oh my God, that's wonderful. Fantastic. She goes, that's okay to say that, isn't yeah, it? And I went, yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, no, it <laughs> I mean, is, it absolutely is. I said, you need to go talk to John <laughs> Yeah, and, and, exactly, and, and do what you want to do and what, what makes you what makes you tick, because there are a lot of sessions out here that sort of say you've got to grow, you've got to do this, you've got to, you've got to offer these types of services, but actually, a, a lot of folks have quite nice businesses. Yeah, they do, and, and frankly, what is growth? Yeah, 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 true. You, you define your own yeah. growth, and you define your own products and service line. And if those 20 clients are growing, you will be growing with them. Yes. So that's 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 going to be the knock-on effect of that as yes. well. And I said, and she goes, well, you know, everybody here, see, I said, don't you worry. I said, I know a lot of people here that are above your sides and they're just as happy as you are. And I know a lot of larger firms where I just sat down with one girl who wanted to quit mm-hmm. when she was working yep. because she can't get a voice in anyway. But I also know um, a, a number of attendees where they're They've got a bookkeeping firm. They've got the, it is just themselves, and they're grinding it out because yeah. they're not working smarter. They're 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 doing the manual work that AI machine learning is now at a point where it can yeah. actually do it. And so, I do think that's probably the the big takeaway there is for all that has changed, so much hasn't, and people still are slow to adopt. Oh, that was one of my clients. We were talking to them earlier. They're controlling this here. Yep. And we have a team that does works on their controls, as well as their taxes. And she was going, we were in a meeting and, and somebody said, well, what about doing this journal entry and all that stuff? And the presenter said, that's what AI's for. You don't have to do yeah, that. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. If you define it, that that will do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have to review it. Yep. But you don't have to do it. Yeah. And that the amount of time that you save by not doing it, is valuable time that can be given over to advisory if you want or another client if you want yep. or maybe going home going home yeah <laughs> yeah spending time with the family going yeah, yeah exactly catching the game with your kids or whatever yeah. it is yeah yeah, yeah. I, I a couple of sessions which stood out to me um sort of around the growth side of things there were some really good mailchimp marketing ones and a lot of people sort of think mailchimp oh that's marketing for new customers but actually this session was all about how to automate the communications with our current clients to set up the reminders because funnily enough tax season happens at the same time every year so now they've got their email reminder programs all all set up and established so now they just click go they don't have to every every year reinvent the wheel their email journeys and and basically what happens is if for example if they haven't scheduled an appointment if they haven't downloaded their their um their organizer or whatever it is the journey is what they call it that keeps going to remind them however if if you get the email you schedule your appointment using calendly then that journey stops and but all of that's and a new now automated yeah because you're on the next level. yeah because you're on the because you're on to the next Part and it's the, feeding the, back to you 
the tax manager, provider, or whatever, the person who's doing it, and you're going, okay, I don't have to worry, that, that's going on. That's done. That's yeah. done. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it because when it's done, it'll come into my queue for the next step of the journey. And, and, and also you can see, or someone in your office can see who the problem clients are. So yes. who's not opening, who's not clicking, let's get them on the phone. And, and nine times out of 10, that's sort of the 20% of the, of the client base. But, but The one you want to cut. Potentially, yeah, the ones that you do want to cut, uh, but 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 also a, a true indication of the ones you want to cut. So it's not just this gut feel, but you yeah. can actually point to data to say, look, you don't click on our emails, you don't open our emails, you don't respond to our calls, you don't respond to our requests. But not only the the reminders of tax times coming up, now's the time to get your information organised, now's the time to book into this, but also the actual client relationship stuff. So um, asking have that you know Dawn Rowland's example, have you have you had any big purchases yeah. this year are you thinking of any big purchases this year do we need to get in for tax planning what about some cash flow forecasting for the new year all of the, the additional advisory services or, or other ways in which you can help them they're built into that comms program so this growth it's not necessarily for new clients lo and behold they come in because of referrals but new service growth and that average transaction value or the average revenue from that client slowly but surely steadily increasing so that's an interesting concept acquisition of a new customer is relatively expensive yeah and I would prefer to get a customer that's a referral yep then to guess the one who just walked in but once you have a customer growing that customer is a lot less expensive a lot less expensive and and it takes into account your brain mm -hmm. rather than a MailChimp but also when you were saying that is there an area where, because MailChimp is so integrated into it, equipment to base it on the type of client it is so that you could say, I want these questions to go to this client, these email lines. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, as a part of that whole client relationship management, you make up groups or segments of your client base. And also with the AI that's built into MailChimp, I think that's really exciting is you can then, you can then write to those customers, let's just say that they're veterinarians write an email to my professional veterinarian clients reminding them about the upcoming taxi. Write the same letter, but to my plumber clients reminding them about the upcoming, in a, uh, a, different, tone. In a different tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what, if, what if you were like, uh, say you had dental practices and a lot of dentists, it's one chair. Some of them might have multiple chairs and a lot of them have multiple uh, offices and some of them actually buy their building. So if you buy your building and you got three chairs, you know, cost them to Yeah. You know? Maybe that's a cast thing you do. You're going to be buying a new building. Let's talk about how you're going to segregate the cost of that building because you have X-ray machines in there, and, and you know you do this. But I think, um, but 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 yes, but that's a potential that's sitting within your client base that you you, you may not know. So I know. rather than yeah, going out and, and and a lot of people will pay a lot of money for new customer acquisition. Okay, can I ask you a question now? Yes. Would you hire your bookkeeper to do that? Um, no, I'd, I'd, I'd hire a, a, someone with a communications degree or a, or a business degree or something along those yeah, lines. Maybe a two-year community college Yeah, person. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and put them as that director of first impressions yeah. and, and, they, and just let them get on with it. Yeah. You don't have to sit there crafting the emails. It might not even be full-time. So it might only be part-time that they come in maybe three days a week to set these up to, to keep everything going. And it's, it then gets done and it's not on your list of to-dos. 
because I'm sure it's just it's, on your list of review. List of review because I was going to say it's, it's if it's on your list to do, I'm sure you'll find, and you don't enjoy doing it. I'm sure you'll find so many other things that will. So I was talking to a, uh, a young lady uh, who she said I'm I'm going to hire my first bookkeeper. She said I've been running this by myself at each point. There's more than I can handle, but I would like to grow. Yep. And she said I was thinking about hiring a bookkeeper part time. And I said, so what part of the job don't you like? And she told me, and a lot of it was the client communication. Mm -hmm. She goes, I just kind of like being fine and getting my work done. I said, so you're going to hire somebody just like you (laughs) and expect them to do what you don't want to do? And she goes, oh, "Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. And she goes, can I call you? I think the other thing that has actually been interesting today or this conference, I think more than ever, people's willingness to look outside of not only outside of the traditional domain of what an accounting skill is but also willingness to look outside their 50 mile radius for employees and actually look outside of the country for quality team members i think this for me has been the first time where i've i've heard people proactively talk about how big of an impact it's been on their business to expand the 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 search net and expand the concept of team. I think that's been really interesting. Yeah, and I've got a client here who she has an office. She's in Montana and she's also in California. And her she has one employee in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. The clients are anyway. A lot, I've got other ones who have, they have employees in Tennessee, but their offices in Texas. Yep. You know, so it just it doesn't matter. They've figured out that they can do this. You know, and down in that floor, a lot of the tools that allow you to do this mm. and do it so that you are not to doing you are just reviewing yeah i think the, the the panel before ryan reynolds yesterday i thought there were a couple of good points out of that and one of them was from the the, the younger guy on the panel who actually was a, around this idea of actually accounting can be cool it, it's not that stuffy tax audit i think that that is is the what people just assume accountants to be, but there are really cool businesses to work on. There are really cool clients to work with. There are really um, great parts of the country to be working in or or, or building a team from or or servicing. So I think that was a big takeaway for me is actually, it's an exciting time to be in accounting, but it's up to you to redefine what your business is. And it's it's the best time to do it with the technology and and this global workforce that can enable it. I mean, how many people went into private businesses? They spent their years with the big firms doing their audit here. They spent years in college here and stuff. And then they would hung off their own shingle and realized, shoot, I might not have to do a journal entry, but I don't know how to do this. And you... But you did it. He figured it out and you were successful. And we have so much innate internal knowledge that you've learned that you let those debits and credits and journal entries kind of overshadow all the other information that you have to make your business exciting. Or you, you fall into that trap of like, shit, the only way I can make money is through 1040s and taxes and, and killing yourself during oh, tax no, season. Buddy. But there is so many other ways in which you can build that business. Oh, I know. And 1040s. Everybody I know wants to get rid of it. And there are, you know what? There's Blackboard, there's Gat April, there's Getrust. Yeah. There's a lot of things yep. out there that are going to take that away. Yeah, I don't... I, I, 
I think that tax season is a badge of honor. Hopefully, hopefully that's something that will be We'll get rid and of. let's make year-end and 1099s and you'll need a badge of honour in the future too. <laughs> Either, yeah, exactly, yeah. And on that note, um, I think it's been a great conference. It's They always put on a good show. I think this year they've had, a, a, I think, a much more diverse range of speakers. Yes, absolutely. A lot of cars and a lot of AI, but that's what's happening. But, but these are people who are actually doing it. Yeah, I did. I, I noticed that a lot more. It was more practical, a lot more worksheets and a lot more how-to, which yeah, I thought was a, really helpful. Yeah, a lot more honesty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to be a walk in the park, but when you get to the other end of the park, it'll be sunny and bright. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Penny, um, always good to see you. Absolute pleasure that it's in person this time. Yeah, I and know. I guess probably do it again 12 months time. Yeah, in 12 months. As long as you don't have another infant come well, along. <laughs> I think Sam will kill you. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she will, absolutely. So, no, uh, I fly out to Sydney tonight. Penny's back to San Diego, but um, always a pleasure, Penny, and we'll see you online next time. See you online next time. Bye-bye, David. Bye-bye.